My mom used to be at flea, flea market selling like desserts and cakes and stuff like that. That turned into me when I was 10 years old, like on the street corners in Philly, like sell, selling oils and shirts. So the, that started the entrepreneurial mindset right wow. there where you start to see that, okay, you can do these things, you can have this impact and you can control your own destiny depending on how you want to work and hustle. <laughs> Peace, family. It's your host, Jay Morrison, and welcome back to The Trap in another episode of How to Beat the Trap. And I got a special guest. I'm not always got special guests, but I don't know. This guest might be like special, special. My brother, man, um, entrepreneur, doctor, uh, dapper, king, <laughs> Dr. Sanford, man, who I call Doc Smooth. Hey. Uh, owner, that. my chiropractor, right? <laughs> uh, so. Owner of Atlanta Spine Doctors yes, and uh, co-owner of Breakfast at Barney's. Yes, sir. And a few more things I'm sure he got up his sleeve. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. So, Doc, How to Beat the Trap is um, a podcast where we bring on amazing and extraordinary people who've okay. been able to overachieve and beat some of America's most infamous traps. Mm. Such as the college trap, right? The corporate trap, right? The corner trap, right? Or the culture trap, and right. sometimes it's not even beating the trap, but leveraging the trap, right, mm -hmm. to our advantage, because right. the trap is defined as um, a program or system mm -hmm. that's designed to entice or entangle us, mm -hmm. but secretly for the benefit of another. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times these things are set up, and we think they're for us, but they really ain't for us, right? And we get caught up in it, and we never break free. Um, you've been able sure. to. Beat a few traps, and we're going to talk about yeah. that uh, in this podcast. <laughs> so I want to start first by reverse engineering um, of who you are today, okay. what you got going on today. We know you got the big three and, and, and that whole collab and all right. of that. So I want you to talk about all that. This is your time to talk your stuff. Okay. This is about you. <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> all right, this is about you. All right. And then we're going to talk about, you know, um, how you got here. So right. folks can literally pull from your story and learn more from your story. So so, okay. so uh, who is... Uh, Dr. Sanford, a.k.a. Doc Smooth, man. man. Talk, talk to him. You know, Dr. Sanford is an entrepreneur. You know, um, I tell people, although I'm a doctor, I've always been a businessman, a hustler since birth, as far as that goes. And right now, people know me as, okay, the celebrity chiropractor that takes care of the pro athletes, the entertainers, and things of that nature, and also co-owner of the world-renowned now breakfast world at Barney's. World-renowned breakfast yeah, at Barney's. So. Crispy edges <laughs> on the pancakes, I'm trying <laughs> right. to tell you. With the 24 okay. karat gold pancakes right. and royalty right there and everything. Right. Um, so people know about that. Um, but it's just, I'm a diverse entrepreneur. Um, on top of that, CBD, ASD Wellness, where we do CBD uh, products as well. Um, oh. And then amongst other uh, ventures, whether it's cryptocurrency, um, whether it's stock, uh, the biggest thing for me as an entrepreneur is to be diverse. You know, gotcha. uh, It's as simple as it is, is don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's how I operate yeah. as far as that goes. But that's the... Um, in a nutshell, that's the business side. The the other side, I mean, I'm a social person, a philanthropist, so I want to make sure that whatever capacity that I can operate, whether that's the students to help them avoid those pitfalls of the college traps or my entrepreneurs out there or anyone that's just, you know, that comes in our path or people that we just can help in any type of way. That's uh, one of the goals of mine, you know. So awesome. that's that's the other side of me. That philanthropist, yeah. that's serving in you. Absolutely. Right. So let's talk about 
about, man, obviously I've been to your office uh, several yeah. times. Yes, sir. Many faces on the wall. Yes. Let's talk right. about some of those celebrities and and, and, right. and just uh, amazing people you've worked with. Man, you know, okay. So I, I know you're going to miss just, some. You don't right. want nobody mad. So right. disclaimer, is not his fault. Right. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to talk about all of them. It's just that I can, I can tell you that uh, people in the music industry um, have been through there. Uh, I'm still a doctor. So I'm still bound by certain things. Right. But uh, some of your people from Atlanta Hawks players past, um, current and Atlanta Falcons players, all across the NFL, um, people in the entertainment industry. I was cycling through my mind on whose name I can actually right. disclose right. Um, as far as that goes. But it's some of your favorite entertainers favorite. that I've had uh, affiliations with, whether it's people along the lines of, uh, gosh, let's just say... Um, You'll see pictures on the wall in my office, such as Neo and different people. You'll right. see that that come in there. You'll see uh, athletes from the past and the current, whether it's the big three uh, players um, all the way to people like Josh Smith that's in other Atlanta Hawks players. You'll, you'll see a little bit of all of those. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you'll see and entrepreneurs, a little bit of everyone. And, and I see you were doing something kind of um, uh, exclusive or consistent with the big three. Mm -hmm. um, right. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So the big three, and again, this is me um, as an entrepreneur, as but like I say, entrepreneur first, doctor second is just how my, my lane is, is that um, fostered a relationship. And that, and that started with a good friend of mine, Dion Glover, which was a standout uh, player here in Georgia, as well as an Atlanta Hawk. And we he went for the big three basketball league. I was his personal doctor at the time. And then at that point, it was about networking. And then the other players actually saw the benefits of the chiropractic and sports rehab and the laser therapy and things that I do. That I do and they wanted me to come on on board. So at that point, and that was from the very inception of the league, I, I met everyone from Q to all of the different people, but the players um, exclusively, they they wanted me there. And at that point, started taking care of them. And that's been, they're going into like the, well, they just finished the fourth season. Wow. So, and that's something that I mix in where I'll travel across the country at the same time to take care of those guys. Much other pros, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And and now this world-renowned restaurant here in Atlanta <laughs> that if you you've been under a rock, I mean, <laughs> uh, even if you're out of Atlanta, you you probably have heard of Breakfast at Barney's. Right. Um, tell us about, I mean, just this uh, this this a restaurant, the success it's had, and right. Um, yeah, all right. that. There's nothing like it. You know that we, we filled the void that was missing in Atlanta, missing in our culture, somewhere where you could go and receive great food, ambiance, service. But it was some, it was something. That was missing. Amazing like, service. Yeah, it was it was missing in Atlanta. It was missing for our culture. And we wanted somewhere where you have all the different situations where people are going into establishments and they're not necessarily being celebrated and they're having to deal with these adversities where you're going in and you're spending your money. So we said, you know what? It's time for us to let stop letting everyone else build everything up and for us to build up the block, us to actually put something here for our people where you can come in and actually be celebrated from everything from the West Africa wallpaper on the walls to the the black TV shows that are playing to the black music mm. or the R&B music you name it that's
that's playing and then just to kind of see that and go into a place where you see the royal decor you see where you're celebrated as an individual that was something that we yeah, did for the true, culture it's true black excellence absolutely sure. yes yeah, breakfast bar is yeah. true black excellence with, with, with amazing black food amazing yeah. food food service and ambiance and i'll tell you one of my um there, i had two really proud moments with that restaurant um uh, me and my partner poncho i'll be uh barney which i'd be remiss to mention um for one was that we hired over 70 black entrepreneurs and actually uh building that so wow. i mean so that was awesome and then the second part was actually being able to just recently give out um several hbcu scholarships you know to awesome. individuals and students so definitely those are two of the kind of crowning moments amongst being happy about the food and the success that we've had worldwide yeah staying yeah. true to the service Absolutely. you guys have had lines around the corner i mean just the yes. who's who there you name um, it i had the pleasure of attending your birthday party Man. there nice <laughs> turn up <laughs> that's a nice look. you want a doctor that right. turn up too he's your guy right. <laughs> we work hard we, we enjoy ourselves we play hard right 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 <laughs> awesome so all right so you have this like illustrious career Man. entrepreneur you know a lot of times we grow up other than like you know he clip huxtable you know, you know right, we, don't, right. we, don't, we don't think that we can become the, the, the black doctors right um, but also just not a doctor and boxed into just a corporate like i'm gonna be a doctor and i've arrived mm -hmm. but like you said this diversity of entrepreneurship right other businesses um and giving back to the culture and, and serving in that kind of way so like um what gave you um let's kind of back up a little reverse engineer right, now. Right, let's right. back up a little bit yes uh and i want to start in the beginning of your story but before i begin to that like what kind of like i guess gave you the entrepreneur bug mm. um you All know right. as opposed to just like to say you know what i'm, I'm a doctor that's, that's enough for most people right there right yeah where did that come from man i guess that kind of does go into the reverse engineer because it, it's been in me for a long time i mean when i was 10 i was i'm from philly so i was on yeah, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna pause yeah. that. so okay. where'd you grow up okay thank you okay. where'd right. you grow up and how was it growing up okay got it all right so I grew up in Philly and like Southwest Philly, went to school in North Philly. Um, growing up was great. I mean, I had my parents, um, they were separated, but they were still present. Uh, my pop worked maintenance, but he was a hustler on the side and he, everything from selling women's clothes to whatever else business was handled was right. handled. And um, then um, my mom worked multiple jobs. Um, it was good. I mean, grew up in the hood. Uh, so it was one of those things where you want to find your way out of that trap, you right, know, right. but I mean, or make that situation better, I should say. Um, and they, they taught me entrepreneurship. You saw the work ethic right there in the beginning. Right. But even when I wanted to get things, when people wanted to get like, video games. I mean, I didn't have Nikes and all that stuff. Like, at first, growing up, it was right. like, look, you're going to get these, whatever. Right. You know? and, um, <laughs> I don't care what they're doing right. out there. <laughs> but that came um, that came later, you know, right. as far as that goes. But I remember even wanting to get my first game system. My people said, listen, you uh, you get your, you work and you get the money, this half of it, we'll give you the other half. So it was like, okay, I got to start to learn how to make some of this money. money. My mom used to be at flea, flea market selling, like, desserts and cakes and stuff like that. That turned into me when I was 10 years old like on the street corners in philly like selling oils and shirts mm. you know and so and then just kind of working doing that stuff so that that started the entrepreneurial mindset right there wow. where you start to see that okay you can do these things you can have this impact and you can control your own destiny depending on how you want to work and hustle right you know so that's kind of where it started how, how'd you get your first oils and shirts like where'd that product come from how, how'd you get Man, your plug? That, was right. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy and, and and that goes into you know i don't think any 
of us are, you know, we're not success by ourselves. And I had to look back to that was some of my older brother's friends. They were actually working and they would actually take me into the the shops where they would pick up the shirts and the oils and pouring out the oils and the, and the vials. And they would say, look, OK, let's get to work. And then I'll, I'll take you over there. And then whatever you sell, you get some of that. So right. I was consignment. Kind yeah, of yeah, you're funny. You got, you got your funny back. So that was so that consignment. Work, right? Put you on your feet, boy. So consignment and I wouldn't have been there without you know them looking out for me from that right. standpoint and that started as that avenue yep that's super dope though because a lot of times in our community um you know my first consignment was an og in my hood uh king kill and science you know they gave me a half gram of coke and right. said look bust yeah. that thing down and bring me right. back xyz but for mm. you to get fronted so right. it was a t-shirt right. much yeah. better route right. Right. <laughs> much better route for you but for you to go so all right so yeah. you did that mm -hmm. um we're making some money for yourself did you ever get that that video console a video game i did yeah that before? was like the first nintendo it was one of them nintendos or something like right. that yeah but i uh ended up getting that um and then at that same note, I was going to school, I was selling snacks, I was hustling snacks on the same note. And, and the thing about it was, was that um, I was in a blessed position too, because I mean, you grow up in Philly, people know like North Philly crazy, I mean, West Philly crazy, I mean, it's all crazy, you know, and it's all situations and traps that you can like fall into here and there. Um, but like you said, the OGs, you know, so from my side of things, it was like, all right, so I hooped a little bit, but on the same note, they saw it had little brains and like, so yeah, so you might be on the corner, you might be doing this, or you might be playing ball and smoking, all, like catch, just do whatever, you know? Right. But then they'd be like, you know what? Nah, Shy, you nah, not you not doing this. Like you gonna do this right here. I had to, I still got partners, you know, that's up there, that's you know, in the mix. But I mean, and those are those are real friends or like, you know, people that you can like really look back and appreciate. So I mean, you never forget that where you right. come from because those are also those pivotal moments where you could go this way or that way. Right. Oh so, yeah. Facts, so I definitely facts. remember that. Did you find yourself going up through those environments where you took your shot and try to dabble a little bit? <laughs> you know what? I, I didn't because of what I saw and what I had. I mean, I had um, my brother was older. My brother uh, got incarcerated um, as far as like for a uh, situation. So I was going back and forth, kind of visiting and, and like, seeing it. I was like, man, going taking these long trips up to upstate Pennsylvania stuff. You know, I mean, like, ponies too. Like, like man, okay. it's like, you know, but you want to be there. But I was like, this ain't where I want to be. You know, saying, then I got a homeboy and then he gets somebody come to his door shoot him in the face you know what i'm saying so i mean thank god he lived um so then you start to see all those different things and it's like you know what nah this like this ain't for me i i got this stuff right here going on my, my people gonna be on me my brothers my sister right, they right, all gonna right. be on me anyway like right. nah this ain't you he on me like, right. this ain't you so we don't put you in this situation right here like to like like literally when i was like I was in, um, I was seeing all this stuff coming up through school because I went to a school where, like, in fifth grade or so, it's the school called Gerard, like, where they sent you away because, mm. like, the hood was so crazy, like, where they sent me away. And, but I would come home on the weekend. So it was like I was away, but I wasn't. So I was still kind of in the mix with it. But, um, but yeah, but it was one of those things. That it's like, look, we're doing all this stuff to get you out of this situation. Right. Don't, you don't mess it up. Right. You know, so, yeah, you kind of know you got, you start to see that uh, installation of response responsibility that you got to have at oh, a young age, awesome. too. So, so, yeah. all right, so going through high school, you mentioned playing ball, mm -hmm, um, yeah. was, was, was bright, et cetera. Um, what did you aspire to do, um, you know, as you went through high school? What was your aspiration? Right. Um, 
I started to find it out later uh, when I was in high school. I knew, I was like, okay, it's crazy. I wasn't great at math, so, but I was good at dollars. I was like, I'm but I'm all right with dollars. Um, started having an affinity for science, so then uh, it started to turn into, I, like, from the athletic side, I was like, okay, well, I hear about this physical therapy thing, so I uh, started, I wanted to be a physical therapist. Mm. I went and volunteered at a hospital downtown in Philly. Um, had to get some community service hours. That's did true. that, and I think that's one of the biggest things, even with our community's exposure, you know, because if you don't have that exposure, it's kind of hard to see you that's the vision that, exactly right. that you want. Um, although I'm a chiropractor now, I had no idea what a chiropractor was right. back then. So like, um, but it was just different things. Um, and this is like a side note, for example, so like even with sports and athletics, so like I played golf when I was like 14 years old, like, mm. and I was like, but I was piecing, like my people were like saying, get some money, you know, piece together some clubs out of, I don't know, was it Walmart, Cole? I don't know what the store was back then, but right. it's piece on stuff. I'm catching a bus in Philly, like all the way out to the boonies to try to play some golf. And that was because I saw Michael Jordan playing golf. Wow. I was like, man, I was like, all right, I want to see what's up with that. It was like, I ain't seen nothing in the hood. You know, you playing ball, ball, basketball, whatever. Right, but I saw that, and um, it was like that was another aspect of the exposure. And um, mm -hmm. and that's, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. So that's when it comes to, like, how did I get into it back then? I thought it was going to be physical therapy. Um, mm -hmm. That later changed when I went to school, though. Awesome. All right. All right, so you're going through high school, you're thinking maybe I might be a physical therapist, mm -hmm. right? You get exposure to golf and golf culture, right? And, right, and right. all of that. So yeah. your mind's expanding. Mm -hmm. um, and then you end up going to school where? Uh, Morris Brown. Here okay. in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, here cool. in Atlanta. Did you, did you get a scholarship to go? Or? I did. I, um, and that was another uh, part. I uh, did a HBCU tour. So, and at that point, I, I came down to, actually, my brother was down here like two two years like prior. And I came down to visit and I saw Atlanta. You said Atlanta. <laughs> I like Atlanta. I said Atlanta. It suits me. Like, <laughs> it's nice weather. It's nice sisters. Right. I, I, I think that's where I need to be. Let Especially me you're from Philly. You're like, yo, it's warmer down here. It's friendlier down here. Hey, friendly. What? It's a lot of women. <laughs> right. So this is where I need to go to school. So um, I originally was actually supposed to go to Clark. And um, but then I, I did a whole program there. I mean, I got accepted. I was fortunate. I got accepted to a lot of schools down here. Uh, but uh, but then Morris Brown actually offered me a full ride scholarship. Um, I had some smaller school scholarships up in Philly, like basketball, but. I want to get out of Philly. It's right. to go. And I was like, I was like, if I can make a way down in Atlanta, play ball, if not, at least I go. And I think that's the important thing that I try to uh, tell students is, is that, um, or just people in general, is don't limit your uh, your options. You know, so mm -hmm. like for me, I was fortunate because I had the option to play ball or get an academic scholarship. If that's your path, like school isn't the path for everyone, but if that's your path, get as many options as you can, you know, create right. as many options. So for me, I was able to, although I didn't have basketball scholarships down here, the academic aspect worked because my people told me like, my pops ain't had no money. Like my mom's, they didn't have money like that. My pops like, look, you need to find a way to get to school. Right. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, figured that I ain't out. got it. You figured out it. You go into the military like I did because he went to the military. He's like, you can figure that out. I was like, mm. all right, well, I like to control my own situation so let me figure this out and yeah and that's how Morris Brown it worked out for me so I'm definitely uh, indebted to them and look out for them as well Hey, Peace Family Real Estate Pioneer Jay Morrison coming to you live from the Black House uh, why haven't you got your first of its kind video 
textbook, excuse me, interactive video textbook experience, the 12-step real estate crash course. This book will make you a real estate power player in real life with over six and a half hours of video lessons with 290 pages of real workbook experiences, tests, quizzes, assessments that give you the skill set, mindset, and formulas needed to dominate in real estate and be a power player in any part of the industry in real life. Homeowner, realtor, wholesale, landlord, flipper, developer, don't matter. You need this book. Your family needs this book. Go tap in the link right now for your for your interactive first of its kind video textbook experience in real life tap in 12stepvideotextbook.com absolutely i just saw something on instagram with you uh oh, being man. honored there i believe right man, yes yeah, yes yeah, i appreciate that yeah that's awesome so okay so you go to morris brown you think you want to be a physical therapist a little mm. bit of ball right but you got your, your your academic scholarship right um and and, and then what man so and then it's like okay let's get immersed in the culture per se let's 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 make a way you you down here it's a mission your mission is to get this get to this point of being able to be a physical therapist so start um networking socializing meeting people um but i was i ended up get becoming like president of this health careers club and we brought in different speakers and things of that nature and one of the speakers that we brought in was actually uh from life university chiropractic school here mm -hmm. in atlanta uh, or marietta and when we brought him in um he said, hey, what, what are you doing with yourself? And I said, well, I'm thinking about physical therapy. Um, I was also slated to go do cancer research for the government. So I did cancer research in like Bethesda, D.C. area for a little mm. while, too. So but I was like, OK, well, I'm going up here in a couple months. He's like, well, look, you you need to come to this summer program at life before you go up there. So I went up there and it was a minorities program that they did. And that exposed me to chiropractic. Wow. And when I got exposed to it, I started like I got to just like So mind you, the other side of the basketball thing where I wasn't too heavy on it at a certain point was because I had like a back injury and it was like well I couldn't play as well as I used to play I used to have back problems all the time even just sitting whatever it may be but I also have like a weak immune system get sick a lot colds and stuff so I go to this summer program I get adjusted and like and all of a sudden like my back stopped hurting I'm starting to feel better like not getting as sick that I'm, good like, adjustment, boy. Man, I'm yeah. like this might be something to consider <clears throat> so I started talking to my people and they like, so now I'm like, okay, well, man, I could do everything a physical therapist can do. I could do more. I could be a doctor. I could do this right here. And these people kind of want me. <clears throat> Excuse me. So at that point, it's like, all right. Um, and, that's, and that's how I ended up uh, getting, going back. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I went to do the uh, cancer research. They offered me a position up there in Bethesda, but I'm more of a people person. So there you're doing like lab work, did some great skin cancer research up there. But I came back awesome. down and um, I was like, you know what, this chiropractic thing, this was happening. And that's, that's where it went. Gotcha. So yeah. you end up going to, to life, life. Yep. after so you graduated Morris Brown at that time? Yep, finished Morris Brown. And for me, like I finished Morris Brown only has summer graduations. I finished in December. Um, I ended up uh, starting life in January and then going back to graduate. So I, and then, yes, yeah, so I was just doing all kinds of stuff. Right. But, uh, yep, but I ended up going to life and yeah, and then going from there. Gotcha. So out of, out of life, you graduate, right? Mm -hmm. Um did you immediately start your own practice? You started working for someone? Right. How, how, how'd, that, how'd that journey Man, talk about some traps, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it gets really interesting. Um, unfortunately, and this is why I say, like, I've, I've been blessed with the entrepreneur side. Most doctors are horrible business people. I'm just going to say, like, there's no shade. 
But if you just, and if you ask them, they'll tell you that too. Right. Rose Harbaugh, because traditionally it's, okay, you get this degree and all the magic is right there. Because I know I'm not the whole world supposed to come to me and everything, yeah. or I'm supposed to have this job. That's, that's I got not, the degree, yeah, I got the thing, hey. Yeah, that's not fall. how it works. And there's a lot of that. Don't listen. I'm here to tell you, don't let people fool you. It's, it's nice to have a degree, but you still got to put the work in and, and hustle there. So, um, so yeah, so I so I'm, I'm getting out of school and I'm deciding like where I want to go. Now you have like a couple options when you come out of school. You can go, you can work for someone, you can be an associate, or you can go ahead and start your own business, or you can do contracting. Now per se, I knew that I did. I, I just from growing up all the way through, I didn't want to work for anyone. Right. Like that was it. So I was like, all right, I gotta find a way to not work for somebody, because um, I believe that. Um, when you work for yourself, the one thing is for sure is that you can always just look yourself in the mirror. You know, it's not, it's no glass ceiling. It's like, if it's not getting done, if you're not making as much money as you want, if you're not seeing as much progress as you want, whatever it may be. You know to blame. Just go look in the mirror. You know, so that's always been Trap my... bars. Yeah, that's, all, <laughs> that's always been my mindset. So with that in mind, I said, man, I don't have any money. Hell, I was lucky just to get out of school, right? right. Here, student loans, whatever it may be. So... I have any money, but I said, you know, what I can do is I can be a contractor. So an independent contractor, at least in the healthcare field, is that more so you find a facility, but you, um, but you pay whoever owns the facility a percentage mm. of that particular amount of the money that you make. But they provide the facility for you. You just have to get the bodies and then you operate that way. But you're operating under your own company. So you formulate your own company, formulated my own corporation at that particular time. And then you, um, and then I, it was like, okay, now now it's, now it's grind time also because something. they're going to give you a spot, but they want to see some bread at a certain amount of time. Right, right. <laughs> and if not, you got a problem and you won't have a spot. So right. it went in a hustle mode, but I started as an independent contractor. Gotcha. Yeah. Give us a quick <clears throat> tip of some of the first things you did to market yourself and to get customers. Right now, your business is booming. Man, right. Yes. How did you start, though, as a young doctor, fresh out of school? Man. To get to, you know what I mean? Like, how, how, what was your, what was your right. thought and strategy? What was that grind like? Man, I was doing everything. And I'm talking about, like, when I first started, it might be, I might have one or two patients. And I was living, like, south of the city, traveling all the way up to Alfred. I'm talking about, like, hour plus. And you hope your appointments show up because <laughs> they might not show up and stuff. But if I, but the thing about it is, is that when they didn't show up or if I only had one person, you know, you you have so many hours in a day. You have 12 hours. You're going to sit around and just look around or you're going to make something happen. So for me, it was like, okay, let's start exhausting these options. So the first things I did, I mean, I was printing out flyers. I mean, I was up there in Alpharetta and like in like what in the Marta stations and everywhere else. Like, like I'm a club promoter, but I'm handing out flyers. Like, like, hey, come see me. Come get adjusted. Like to the point where Marta called the office and was like, hey, y'all are like literally in the parking lot because I'm just going on cars and everywhere. They just like, listen, like, yeah, you can't, you can't Grind. be doing all this. Um, Doctor uh, grinding. Hustling. Like, man, and then um, it went from that. I mean, I was doing, going to different businesses um, as far as it goes. They didn't have, so, one of the things, first things that I started, and this actually turns into a whole scenario, was that I didn't, so I was like, man, this is like, so I've been practicing for 16 years, so this is like, you're talking direct mail. I was like, okay, you know what, let me let me try to get a little bit smarter here, try to do some of this targeted uh, demographic stuff. So I go to the um, I go to the bank at this time. It's like Peachtree Bank, and they're like, "Listen, well, you got to get a letter to at least say uh, that you got to pay." Because I don't have no money. I'm like, "How am I paid?" They're like, "This this marketing is like six to ten thousand dollars." I'm right. like, 
Yeah, okay. So um, they like, you know, just go to the people that you own, like, that own the facility and say that you have the potential to make this amount of money. So that allowed me to get a line of credit. Um, mm. So so it allowed me to get a line of credit right there. And again, this is kind of where it goes into like no one that comes into all this stuff on their own. You know, you, you, we all need some assistance at some point. But it was an interesting dynamic here with this. So I get this, uh, I get this, uh, this line of credit, six thousand dollars, whatever. Um, now it's a little bit more, but six thousand dollars I take goes to that direct mail. So I'm in this facility, you know, um, with another culture, you know. So I'm in there, and with this in mind, what happens is, is that I'm hustling, I'm hustling, and I start seeing people coming in, but I'm only getting like a person here or there. So this cat pulls me to the side. He's like, hey, Doc, I just want you to know, like, them people that you getting on mail, they coming in with your postcards. But they the dude that's owning the facility taking um, all the people. Oh, word. Like, stealing custies. Man, so you, Doc, stealing custies. Man, so you get me in my pocket where I got to pay you. And on top of that, I don't, you sit here, you taking my customers. So at that point... And this is the point where you can't, you know, you can't be scared to leverage. So like, um, or, or move on from situations. Like, so my, my guy that pulls me to the side, he's like, listen, but I'm thinking about, you know, moving on because some other things going on here. You want to go ahead, me and him go into business. We open up probably about a couple miles down the road. If that we open up, that's when the real hustle starts because now it's like, okay, now it's me and him. We in our own facility. Ain't nobody mm. no over here, no nothing. What's what's really going on? And it's like, and I'm still, mind you, this three months into practice. So now, now flip side of that is that now I didn't say that nobody was giving me money in school. So I worked at like uh Express, the limited. I was a stock manager. I was doing all this. When I got to chiropractic school, I was working still at the limit and I sold cars for CarMax, you know, at the same time during my residency. So I'm working two, three jobs. Right. Thing. When I was in practice these first three months i'm not making no money i'm seeing i'm hustling during the day to get patients and then in the evening i'm actually going ahead and i'm going to the limited to work at nighttime you know what i'm saying mm. so it's like so nah. you're, in the, you're in the mall hustle yeah, while you're right doctor hustle. hustle i'm an assistant manager at the limited and then by day i'm doctor until i can get my weight up so I could just branch away from the limited. So that finally happens. But that happened by actually building a lot of corporate relationships, started meeting a few athletes. Um, Derek Anderson was one of my homeboys from back in the day. I worked with some my guys, Jared Lee and some guys from the Georgia Force. Just different people just started like gravitating toward me. And then that turned into like uh, Andrew Bynum with the Lakers. And then it, and it grew from there. And in just, the practice. Yeah, in the practice. This is where so now you start to see like I'm meeting this person, this person, uh, and I'm taking care of them. Um, then that deals and it was a group called One Chance that Usher worked with. I used to work with them and then that built my relationship with Usher and that built my relationship with other music execs in the industry. This is in the first year. This is all in the first year. This is all happening. This is all happening in the first year of practice. Well, you start off working the limited in the nighttime, start doctor doing the daytime. You're right. like Bruce Wayne. Like. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of my first year, now we're going into the second year, I have some of these relationships. And the one thing about I believe like this, we all operate this way, is that, I mean, everyone, we, we all human, you know? And that was one of the things that people understood. They understood the spirit. It was like, look, you're looking to help me. You know, you talk to me like a regular person. There's none of this, like, you know, different 
standards. You don't try to take advantage of a person just because mm-hmm. this person makes you treat the same person, the janitor, the same way you treat the multimillionaire or the athlete. You don't try to charge and you don't try to overcharge the multimillion dollar athlete, which you wouldn't charge the mm-hmm. janitor. You treat everybody the same and everything comes. People like sometimes they'll just try to take advantage of situations or go for these home runs. And that's how you block your blessings. It's like you got to wow. treat people the same. Court, you know, and that's and that's one of those things. And then when that integrity, comes, exactly that yeah. integrity, that morality, then the universe it brings it all back around to you. You like you don't have to take advantage of people, right. you know. So, um, but yeah, so like cycling back, that's what happened. So like, and that started that process of like the network of different people because from there it turned into word of mouth, and it was like I was still hustling. Don't me wrong, because yeah. I was like like oh, so I deal a lot with corporations, everything from UPS at um, UPS Cox. McDonald's, you name it. Like I'm talking about some like my years, like and and I tell this to my doctors too. I say, um, it's, it's a side note, man. I got so many stories. Stop, Dang. stop. But um, like, but um, one of my um, I tell doctors that anyone like you got to learn your craft. You know, especially those first few years, you got to learn that craft and you got to put that work in. I'm talking about every day. Yeah. Night, night, night. You recharge, but you work it every day. And that was one of the things I had a good friend of mine that was an orthodontist. He actually tried to get me to be an orthodontist when he was doing my braces. And he told me, he said, listen, he had like 20 something offices. Like, just killing the game. I'm just like, goodness. 20 something offices of orthodontists. You up, up. So, whole, like, me and him sat, he was the first person that exposed me to courtside seats at the Hawks games because he sat at Hawks games courtside all the time. And he was just like, man, he said, listen, you learn your hustle, learn your practice, and do then you worry about expanding and getting all that, but mm-hmm. learn your craft nice first. That exactly. A lot of times we want to outgrow our own capabilities. Right. You just like jump in something and then all of a sudden you just want to do this, this, and this. Just because you have the ability to expand doesn't mean it's time for you to expand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have to make sure you formulate that foundation. Yeah. He's some real gems, King. Like, man. yeah, for, for any business owner, any entrepreneur. Man, and that's one of the things I say is like, and business is always trans, it's transferable, you know, yeah. like in a lot of different aspects. So you really slow grinded, really built a foundation, yeah. 16 year career, mm-hmm. amazing clientele. Right. Um, I know you've made good man. money doing it. I've been blessed. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to say millions. <laughs> I've been blessed. <laughs> All right. And then fast forward to that, yeah. you get into this illustrious and kind of like historical launch of this amazing restaurant, Breakfast right. at Barnes. Right. How, how that part come into play? Man. You need to get to that opportunity. You know, so that's a, uh, that's a great story. So that goes back to Morris Brown. Heck, I mean, me and Poncho, uh, we met on the steps of Morris Brown. Mm. My freshman year, uh, well, our freshman year, first couple of days, I didn't have a car. I wanted to go get something to eat. He had a car. I said, hey, bro, I'm trying to get some chicken. <laughs> Hey, I get y'all met over food, or, and now y'all like how to circle got the hottest right, restaurant right, in the right. city. How about that? Right, it's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so we met back there, but then throughout the years, um, support each other, different uh, situations, different ventures to do certain things here and there, little parties or different things, or I'll be in the behind the scenes um, side of things. And one day uh, we're sitting, and he's like. Um, He's like, man, what do you think about a, a breakfast thing? Because we would always try to go somewhere. And it, and it was like, man, we couldn't find a place where we wanted to go with the ambiance, the food, the service, the music, just nice scenery. Vibe, he was like, yeah. man, the vibe. And he was like, so he's sitting in my office, literally, and he's like, what do you think about this? And I think about this. I say, you know what? All right, tell me more about it. Let's talk about it. And this goes into that 
entrepreneurial mode and wanting to, and making sure that you have a diversified portfolio. This also goes into that we all need a little bit of help and we have to back mm-hmm. each other up. And I think the problem is, is that sometimes for us or just in general is that everybody wants to be, you got to be secure and know that we're all kings, right? You know, mm-hmm. and you, and, but sometimes everyone's worried about outshining this one or outshining that one or saying, okay, well, I did this or I got that. We all work together. Like, for lack of better terms, I mean, hey, man, like, and this old school stuff, but like, yo, Ed McMahon made as much money as Johnny Carson, bro. Like, like, it's a lot of money. Like, you don't always have to be in the forefront, but you can support your brothers. You can make things happen. Yep. And then y'all can all win together. And, as, and, that, and so when he came to me and he said that, I was like, okay, let's talk a little bit more about it. Let's start to formulate a plan. You have certain strengths. I have certain strengths. Now let's, let's make it work. And we went over that several months, and then that brought to life, actually, Breakfast at Barney's. And y'all launched in yeah. the pandemic, right? In the pandemic, man. Like, literally, we talking about... Launching a restaurant, social distancing, man, in the pandemic. Everybody shutting down. And we signed our lease, like, in February. Next thing you know, everything's shutting down in March. I'm like, man, now it was a blessing because I haven't had the business experience that I had. Certain things were negotiated into this lease. Right. You know, so those things worked out there. But it was like, so everybody going crazy. We sitting there building and grinding and putting this way. How are we going to get this? Make sure these funds are here. Make sure that this is happening. Um, and at that point, we opened, yeah, like, August, at the end of August, in the middle of the pandemic, man. August, like, 31st, in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Wow. And been open over a year now, like, wow. and just from day one, just skyrocket. How yeah. successful is it? Man, we call it a unicorn. We call it a unicorn. And anyone in the food industry, like, people come and they're just like, like, people, it takes people several, like, they aspire or dream to even have a restaurant or a situation like this. And they say some people just may take on their fourth or fifth. Some people never even reach the pinnacle or the, the part that we're in at our, pretty much our inception. Wow. Like, so, like, blessed. when we say we, like, a top restaurant, really top restaurant, but like you said, blessed because, you know, God had his hands on it and all worked because this was not like a singular thing in the God universe, everything all working together Correct. with this situation. And that's why it's so important to exude that, um, that same energy and make sure you still have that same giving capacity because that's the foundation of it all. Yeah, that's my sense from you and family. Um, we're going to do a part of an episode on um, King that's called the Trap uh, Analysis, right? Kind of my trap translation. And like um, Dr. Sanford here um, has been able to make it through the mean streets of Philly, (laughs) (laughs) avoid the corner trap, (laughs) um, leverage the college trap to get a skill, right? Right. And and multiple skills, but also to beat essentially the corporate trap Mm -hmm. and not get sucked into just because I have a degree or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a title or designation that now I'm all set for life and and, and that's it, right? Go to school, get good grades, get a job, right? Right, right, right. But was able to leverage that immediately from college, right? So now you're leveraging the college trap. Right. So the college trap, it it can work for our advantage. It doesn't have to entice and tangle us Mm -hmm. if we're actually getting a usable skill and we're thinking about a legacy mindset, right, and an ownership mindset especially, or a career in which we can build off of, right? Absolutely. And so Dr. Sanford was able to do that, Doc Smooth, um, <laughs> and keep that entrepreneur mindset he learned from 10 years old and, and, and younger um, to then go on to a 16-year career yeah. um, 
and just multiple relationships. I think the relationship side, the integrity side, and like that that, that moral compass side, I think is what's, what's been really serving you well. And I know that just being a, a client of yours, right, right, like from the time it. I, you know, I'm giving you a testimony here, by the time I went to his office, he treated me the same and, right, and, right. And, 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 and treated me uh, like I would expect my doctor to treat me. So it wasn't like a vibe of like, yo, we yeah. so cool and homeboy and all right, that, right. but yeah. it was still a high level of professionalism. I'm still com comfortable, but I, but I knew I got taken care of well, and it was an expertise there. Um, and you were taking care of my, my, my physical, my body, right? right, and, right and so I felt great as, as a client and customer. Um, and then Sane was able to leverage your relationships with, with, uh, with uh, King Pancho, Barney, and just others through your years to be able to uh, launch this unicorn of a, a restaurant breakfast at Barney's. But That's I think, nice. like I said, it's all, it's all in the spirit. Right. I feel like it's all in the spirit. And so um, because of that, uh, uh, King um, King Doc has been able to just be all the, the, the royalty and excellence Man. you guys see ahead of you. But the grind, <laughs> right? This wasn't no like, nah. there wasn't no like layup. This it's wasn't no like, grind. <laughs> the man said he was working at the limited at night and a doctor during the day. Most of y'all would not do that. You'd think you'd be too entitled to think that because I'm a doctor, uh -huh. I shouldn't be doing this. I don't need to do this. Man, that's not. And I, I think you really beat the entitlement trap. Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of us get called ego and pride of mm -hmm. titles and designations and don't want to do the grunt work and the hard work. So I want to commend nah, you on man, that for real. Appreciate yeah. that, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so let's segue into uh, our trap seat, right? Um, oh, no, excuse me. Before our trap seat, our trap transition. <laughs> right. So this is a part where has there been a time during your journey um, that there was an aha moment mm. that stood out that you knew, like, during college or even high school, any of those days even coming to your career, but where you knew, like, just being a regular doctor, just being in, in, in the corporate world, that any of that just ain't for me, that I got bigger aspirations than just this. Was like a moment that stood out? Um, you know what? Yes. I, I would say, so when I started, I had my, uh, my partner, and we were going back and forth to L.A. at this time. We were working with, like, the Lakers, like, different Laker players and stuff. And he kind of got, uh, he was more so, like, kind of stuck with just working with this player. And then I started working on, like, multiple offices at this time. Mm -hmm. And and I was seeing, I was like, okay, yeah, we're progressing. But now I'm starting to get exposed to other things. And I'm like, I need this money to work for me faster and more efficient ways because you know it's that personality or that presence dependent business but i mm. need to actually leverage some other things so that i can right. make it because it all you know, requires you it requires me I, there was one point where like i had three offices i had an office in um sandy i had the perimeter office um then i also had an office in marietta and then i also had an office in like peachtree city tyrone and one of my uh guys that was an nfl agent asked me to come into that office so mind you they were like so i'm working like these six days a week at this time and i'm going like six five six a.m to the gym office in marietta working there then hustling from there over to like to perimeter office and working there for a few hours and then by the afternoon i'm like i'm sitting there rush hour traffic at four o'clock trying to get down to like tyrone peachtree city area to actually go to this office down near that my nfl agent guy has and i'm sitting in the car and i'm like yo I'm driving all over the place this like a mad man. This not it. Like it sounds good to have three offices and you doing this, but you got to learn how to work smarter. You know, not as hard. So 
what else can we do outside of this? Now it's time for us to like take some of this money and leverage it and start doing some other things. And that started me working with some stocks and some other things that I wish I would have done even earlier mm. because we all know the power of compound interest. Right. You know, time is, man, is our money's best friend. It's right. from that side of things. But, um, but it started to show me that. And then it was like, okay, let's also see what else we can do. Because my whole thing was always to use, even when I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go with it, like you said, leverage that college trap. So it was to take this foundation and use chiropractic as a means to make money mm. to then open up other businesses and do other things. Right. So that was but, like your anchor but business. But that was, yeah, that was my anchor business. But, um, but when, yeah, but when I was driving all around and I'm sitting in that car in that trap, I'm like, all right. That, that Atlanta yeah, traffic yeah. Will, be, will be a defining <laughs> moment for you. Like, that Atlanta traffic will give you some time to think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's got to be a better way to figure this out. Oh, so. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right, so let's put you in a trap seat real quick, man. Okay. Trap seat is our hot seat. And <laughs> All right. uh, our, our trap seat segment is called Trap Blown. Okay. And trap blows where you blow the trap up. And it's also <laughs> when you blowing up, blowing you up a little bit, right? <laughs> right. So <laughs> trap blown is that's kind of fun. So I'm gonna give you two scenarios, right? Okay. So so one scenario, um, give us uh one one like amazing moment, whether it's like a, a point in business, whether it's a point with a certain client, whether it's a point in your personal life, et cetera, that um was just mind blowing to you that are blow our minds. Like something you did mm. where you're just like, yo, wow, I can't even believe I'm here right now, mm, okay. um, do you have one of those moments? I mean, I think a couple of those moments I give from one of the past and the current. I mean, shoot, when you sitting in there, the, uh, you know, Staples Center with the Lakers, that's uh, that's one. But then the other thing, I'm in the studio and it's like I got Usher and he's at pinnacle of his career. And then you're sitting there, but I got a chiropractic table out here. I'm taking care of people. You're sitting there like, everybody ain't doing this. Like, right. that's, that's not regular. Um and then even with the restaurant, it was, um, you know, shout out to Tip, Tip Board. Um, and man, I, I'm familiar with uh, Chris Tucker and some of his family from in the past. And so Tip brings Chris Tucker, Dave Chappelle, all these people. And we shout outside out of the, yeah, the yeah, shout out to King. And we, we sitting outside of the, the restaurant, and it's like, you got Dave Chappelle, Chris Tucker, everybody. We sitting here, and they're like, man, these, all these cats. And your restaurant? Restaurant. Cool, we chopping it up. Everybody, you know, it's yeah. like, man, that's like, that's dope. Like, that's trap alone right there. Yeah, like, yo, not, not many people get to have T.I., Chris Tucker, Dave Chappelle at their own restaurant. Man. Right. In the city, breaking bread. Right, breaking bread. So again, shout out to those kings for that. Yeah. And that was like that the was kid definitely from Philly. right. You know, you said, right, right. You know, it's like, you know what? This is what we wanted. You know, so like, you know, that's that that's reward. Hard for. Yeah, exactly. All days in the limited, all of that. Yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah. It starts to kind of come together there. Awesome, yep. awesome, so, yeah. awesome. All right, so you're, you're, you're a dapper, man. You fly, man. Kid. You know, you do your thing. I, 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 I keep up with you, man. I see the other day. I'm like, yo, like, your no. new name is Doc Smooth. Nah. That's your new name, <laughs> Doc Smooth. Look, I already know what I'm dealing with with you here, <laughs> man. So. All right. So this part of Trap Blow, man, um, tell us, right? right. You, you got to break a little humility here. You got to <laughs> Tell us a time you enjoyed yourself, right? It could be a weekend, could be a day or whatever. But we want to talk about, tell us uh, one of the biggest bags you blew. 
Oh my! Oh no, that's a good idea. He said, "Oh my! You know it's real." Yeah, you were trying. Wow. Okay, we're gonna go with just a nice situation. I had a great time in uh, Cayman Islands. I'm just gonna say that. I, I, I went down there because, man, man, you trying to have me on the hot seat for real? Like, <laughs> but no, Cayman Islands took the lovely wife down there. And, um, we stayed, you know, top notch. Um, yeah, man, top notch resort. Um, it was jazz festival. We stayed right there with all the stars. Joe, it's beautiful. Dude. Yeah, Joe Brian, me, nice Shaka Khan. We all socialized and hanging out with them. So just a real nice place. Um, just all carte blanche treatment. Had a chance to do a nice amount of shopping down there. I'm not going to disclose <laughs> no numbers, but. Yeah, it was a nice time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say yeah. exactly. We'll say that one. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Doc, Doc Smooth, right? <laughs> Boom, on Cayman Island down. That one, undisclosed. Undisclosed amount there. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, that was amazing. So, um, as we got you in the trap, uh, the trap seat, we want to get some gems from you, man. And um, yeah. if you were either talking to a younger you or, or mm. it could be a young doctor, a young entrepreneur, somebody mm. in college right now right. that doesn't want to get caught in that trap, yeah. um, what would you say to a younger you or somebody that's like looking uh, mm. in entrepreneurship, you know, trying to figure out the grind, trying to figure out the career path and just trying to like, you know, again, be at the levels that, you know, uh, you've been able to go. Like, what's some trap advice, some tra trap cheat sheet Man. you can kind of give them? You know, I think, for one, you always have to re, re you have to have that humility and that moral compass. Like, that's that's a must, you know. Never, mm -hmm. never get too big. Never feel that, you know, you're above doing anything because um, hum humble beginners, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, learn the power of money and finances, you know, learn how to leverage things. Um, because if I could go back in time, I would have took some of that money. Like, for example, when you're in school, like in that college trap, and this is how to get you in debt as well, is that you get, for example, you get a refund check, right? And you get this refund check. You're like, oh, man, I'm rich. So like, Straight money. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so you're going out, you're hanging out, you're doing this, you're going to club or whatever it may be. Girls or ladies, they may be going and buying clothes and stuff like that. But if you would take some of that money at this super low interest rate and sit there and invest that, take $1,000, $500, invest that into some stocks, you know, some crypto, some bond, whatever it may be. Right, some real estate. Exactly. But that's why, like some real estate, couple of y'all get together and y'all take that money. Like, I sit there and I think about it, man, I went to school in Morris Brown, in the AUC, at the West End. I say, if I would have took some of that money aboard some of those properties, right now you write your own ticket when you do those particular things but um that like yes as far as going back and then just stay true to yourself you're like don't get lost because it's easy so many times to get lost whether it's um you may get down on yourself you know you may get too high on yourself but you like i i kind of try to keep this like this kind of like mm. this level this level field i mean you know at the end of the day you know, life is going to give you those challenges. You know, you're going to have those high, those peaks and valleys. Right. You know, but you got to understand you still here. So you're going to come out of it at some point. Right. It's just that thing else you just got to, you got to ride the wave, man, and just know that there's always a lesson in it. And I think that's the thing that we don't always see that there's a lesson because you're just in the midst of the storm. But right. as you grow older and you mature, you know that there's something coming out of it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, um, uh, I want to say, I think you've been able to beat the culture trap because a mm -hmm. lot of times someone has your level of success, 
level right. of notoriety, relationships, right. celebrity friends, your own celebrity, etc. The head blow up. It becomes a pride and ego thing, mm -hmm. and right, and all that. And mm -hmm. you just maintain. Every time I see you, nah. maintain the even keel level of you know humility, yeah, right? And, and, and I think that's something that a lot of us get called in, especially as black men. We get this macho black man. Mm -hmm. I'm the boss. I'm the right. the king right. um, syndrome because we made a few million or, made, or, or right. did something successful in business. So now we just right. overly feeling ourselves. Right. And um, with all that you've accomplished from humble beginnings, um, you've been able to just you know just maintain a great reputation, a great even keel, right? right? A great servitude mentality. Right. And I think that's something that we all could benefit from in beating the culture trap because the culture tells us as black men, the more you make, have more bravado, mm. right? Have that whole mm. Nino Brown right. complex, you know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? Right. All, all of that. Right. And I think you've done a, a great job leading by example, showing us how we can, you know, still live good, feel right. good, mm -hmm. you know, enjoy ourselves, all that, uh, but um, to serve our brothers and sisters at the same time. Exactly. And don't got to be feeling ourselves too much or be lowering ourselves either. You ain't right, got to right, be, right, right, right. You know, yeah, in a poor house. Like, no, we're going to be right, but. Yeah. You know, but you you gotta make sure isn't you always got you can't forget where you come from and you gotta bring you, you gotta bring your brothers and sisters up with you. you That's know? amazing. Man. In whatever capacity you can do it, don't have to be always money. It could be just a word. Absolutely, that's a fact. Yeah. The words sometimes I'll yeah. somebody. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Um, leave us with thank you for the trap cheat sheet. Oh, man. Please leave everybody where they can find you, any of the businesses, Whoa. all that where they can tap in uh, right. with Doc Sanford, aka Doc Smooth. Right. <laughs> Doctor Shot Sanford. Um, uh, at Doctor Sanford, S A N F O R D twenty one. That's the Instagram. The businesses Atlanta Spine Doctors with the S at the end. That's www.atlantaspinedoctors with the S. The same thing on Instagram, and then you have Breakfast at Barney's, www.breakfastatbarneys.com. Um, Instagram of that is underscore Breakfast at Barney's. Um, check us out on all those platforms. You can Google us, whatever you need to do, but make sure you come and support. We appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, you know we're going to support. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> in real you. life, yes, Thank my you. brother, family, you guys come to Atlanta, you got to tap Please in and do. get breakfast at Barney's. And seriously, Please if do. you want to feel good and healthy, get that adjustment Please with Atlanta do. Spine Doctors. Um, this is my doctor right here. For and sure. guys, uh, we just got some game from, from one of the one of the, the, the super talented 10th, one of the elite, um, who's also even keel, giving back and leading by example, Doc Smooth, a.k.a. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Uh Thank you again for joining us uh, here in the too. trap, man. Thank Looking you, so good and royal in the trap. <laughs> this is my guy. Family, you guys just witnessed it here, man. For anybody's aspiring medical professional, aspiring entrepreneur, we got an example in the community right here in real life. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share this podcast to somebody that needs it, um, learn some lessons and pull from from Doc, and I'll see you guys on our next episode. Again, subscribe, share to the podcast on all platforms, and you just witnessed another episode of How to Beat the Trap yes, in Real Life. Hey, Peace Family is Jay Morrison, co-founder of the Legacy Center here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I want to invite you all to be a virtual member of our building, our Class A office space, also known as the Black House. 
from anywhere in the world who can house your business here in Atlanta, Georgia, and have your virtual address be our address. Get your own suite number. You also can get our virtual notary services, our virtual receptionist services, have a telephone line for your team, and get access to our meeting rooms, conference rooms, and get one day per month to actually visit our building and house your business here in real life. Family, this opportunity is just $40 per month or $300 for the year. Super discount for you to be able to have a Class A office space house your business address two miles from Tyler Perry Studio, five minutes from the world's busiest airport right here in amazing Atlanta, Georgia at LegacyCenter.com.